Well, hey there, Get Up and Go Challenge P1, I'm calling this, preliminary one, and it's how to pick them. What the heck is how to pick them? What does that even mean? How to pick them, how to pick a partner, how to pick a sport, how to pick a college, how to pick a what you're going to study, how to pick a result you want, how to pick a coach, how to pick a course, how to pick a skill, how to pick a career, how to pick a car, how to pick a house, how to pick a vendor, how to pick anything can be boiled down to a three-part process, three things that we want to look at whenever we're picking anything. How much time and energy did you actually give to picking your significant other, picking your spouse, picking the person you date, picking the last course you bought, picking the last coach you had, picking anything. Most of us, for a long time, uh, me included, just when something came that attracted my attention, I would pick it. When somebody would come along that seemed attractive and interesting, I would go out with them. When a, and I'm one of those that will admit, I changed my college major, I don't even know how many times, probably a dozen times. I started out in journalism, should have gone to art school, but I started out in journalism, then I went to biology, then I went to pre-med, and so on and so forth, and ended up in engineering, marketing, and management. Go figure, couldn't even decide what back then I wanted to study so I had three majors that's ridiculous right costs a lot of time and energy and a lot of college courses that didn't ever amount to anything but I sure enjoyed college and I sure enjoyed high school and I sure enjoyed getting an education to the point where I became a lifelong learner so there's always a silver lining for any choice that we make but had I been equipped with a three-part process of how to make a decision, how to make a choice, how to make sure I was making the right, absolute best choice for me, I think that I could have shortened my learning curve in a lot of areas and aspects of my life. So what are these three things to consider and these three things to look at when we're making a decision, when we're making a choice about anything, how to pick them? Uh, so think as we're going through this of one thing that you're trying to pick and choose over. Maybe it is a course, maybe it's a coaching problem, problem program, maybe it's a, a master class, maybe it's a webinar you're, you're thinking about listening to. Do you listen to the slick sales material and the, the, the information or the read, the read the post leading up to that and just based on emotion decide that? Guess what, we all do. We all make all of our decisions based on emotion. And we think that we don't. We all think that we just logically decide all these things. But if you're not actually consciously going through these steps whenever you make a choice or a decision, guess what? You are making your decisions based on emotion. I do that. You do that. We all do that. As human beings, we always choose based on how things make us feel and our emotional reaction to them. And then we justify it with logic. It's just how our human beingness works. So what are some ways to, to go ahead and respond emotionally, but then back it up with reason and back it up with how do I pick them? How do I really pick what's right for me? Number one, you have to know what you want. You have to positively, absolutely know what you want. Um, you have to know what you want in a partner. You have to know what you want in a course or a class or a mode of a career or a business or a job, everything. In a car, in a house, you have to know what do you want? What are the, what's the result you want? What's your expectation? What are your must-haves versus your, okay, this would be really nice to have. Uh, 
I've coached a lot of people, and this isn't my area of expertise at all, but on picking the right relationship and, and significant other for them. And one of the things I have them do first is get out a three by five card and write down in detail, or some of them need a notebook, uh, in detail exactly what they want in, in that, that person, in that other person. Now, it doesn't have to be anything or anyone they've ever known or met or seen before. It's just ideally, if you could find the ideal person or course or thing for you to achieve a certain goal or objective, what would that be? What would the perfect, and this works with significant others, it also works with coaches, it also works with dentists or doctors or lawyers or whatever service provider or other person you might need, you can do this same thing. Get out a three by five card, grab a piece of paper, heck, grab a piece of paper, towel, or a napkin, and start writing down how to pick them and the criteria and the things that are important to you. And then as you look at that list, it's just a brainstorm list, you'll say, okay, well, they must be this, but I don't really care about that. And what it usually boils down to is the person that we're interacting with needs to have similar core values and beliefs in, in area, different areas or aspects depending on what we're looking for. If I am looking for a, oh, let's say a financial coach, I am going to want to make sure that that financial coach, which goes along with financial advisors, etc., has a, success, a, success, a successful track record of helping people with their finances and probably has a healthy financial situation themselves. If they don't, I don't really want to be taking advice from that person. That's me personally. That's my expectation. But I would have criteria that I need that person that I'm going to hire to have. For example, one of the first things I've ever outsourced in, in my businesses and my companies over the decades has been the accounting and the, the certified public accountant function. Why? Because it's super complicated, there's a lot of detail, and I don't love the detail work. But when I went to find an accountant, I used this process. I actually used the process I'm talking you through right now. Step one, what do I want? I had to know exactly what I wanted. I wanted somebody that was a proven, successful um, person in doing, and I was primarily looking for a tax accountant, not an everyday numbers accountant. We had that in-house. But, or, you know, the, the accounts payable, accounts receivable, bookkeeping and things. That was taken care of. But I needed someone that could take all of our information and take care of the taxes and the tax situation for us. I wasn't looking for a financial advisor for our organization in, in finance as a whole. I was just looking for somebody to take care of our taxes. So I was specific on what I needed. And if they had expertise in other areas, great. But they had to be proficient in the area of tax accounting and taxes for multiple entities. <clears throat> so know what you expect, know what you want, know what the result is that you want. If you're taking a course or you're looking at an area of study, what is it that you love to do? What is it that you want to learn? So know what you want and be very, very clear and specific about it. I always say write it down. If you don't write it down, it's just vague ideas in your head. Guess what? <clears throat> Anybody that's a good presenter or a good um, marketer can convince you to pay more attention to an emotional response than what you really know what you want. So that's why it's so important to have it written down. Number two, do your homework, do your research, do your due diligence. In real estate, it's called due diligence when you look into all of the information on a property that you're thinking of buying. <clears throat> but you have to do your homework. And it doesn't have to be that hard. If you're looking into a person or a, <clears throat> a course or anything, 
check references. I would never hire anyone nowadays or in the past without actually checking out the resume and calling the references. Yeah, I'll interview them and meet them and see, but I'm also gonna do a couple pieces of follow-up to verify the information that they put on their resume made, to verify the information that they shared in their interview. <clears throat> and actually, I don't even interview anyone until I've done my due diligence, until I've done my homework, until I've done, uh, nowadays with social media, it is so easy to do a search on somebody. Just Google their name. And then you have to figure out if it's the right one, of course. I mean, I think for $35, could be more now, I haven't done one in, in a decade, a, um, a report on somebody, you can do a personality or a background check on people. And there's a lot of industries that do that automatically. But do your, do your homework, do your research. Find out if the, the person or the course or the area of study, look into them. It's so easy nowadays to, to do your homework and look into and find out if something's true or not. Because guess what? Just as easy as it is to do that research, it's easy not to do it. It's easy to take things on face value. And I will admit, I have, I have taken on partners before and not done a lot of homework on them and gotten burned very, very badly because I didn't do the due diligence and I took someone I trusted, loved, and cared about's advice on something without digging and going with my gut, which is another thing to remember, which we'll talk about a little bit tomorrow. Um, and then the third thing to remember, so first you have to know what you want, then you have to do your research and homework and look into things, and finally, you have to look at more than one solution. I'll never forget one of my corporate jobs was working for a big industrial bakery. And when I was hired on there, they, for years, I think the bakery had been around for like, like almost 100 years, but it, and generations, it was a family owned business. Uh, they just hired people that they felt like hiring for different jobs. And my job as quality and then sanitation was to take care of things like um, parking lot resurfacing and parking lot painting. And I realized that it was always just given to a friend. Well, the friend was charging us five times more than anyone else would for this particular project because they were a friend and they could get away with it and it supported their family. So I instituted a policy of we had to have at least three bids for every job, every outside job or thing that we were gonna do, we had to get at least three bids for because this was my way of getting around the family friend thing and the, the years of this is how we've always done it situation by saying, hey guys, it's just automatic good manufacturing process, process and practice to always get at least three bids. And that is exactly how we found out and everybody, not just me, found out that we were totally being ripped off in certain areas by certain vendors because we had never had a bidding process. So just by looking at more than one solution and more than one service provider and more than one school, more than one car make, more than one dealership, more than one realtor, more than one buyer, more than one partner, more than one alternative, uh, we can make sure that we're doing what's best for us and really getting the best solution for us for whatever it is that we're trying to pick. Now, uh, tomorrow, so our three things again, how to pick them. Know what you want, know what your expectations are, know what's important to you, do your homework, do your research, look into whoever or whatever you're looking into, study it a little bit, don't just emotionally be triggered to buy the first thing that pops into your head or to hire the first coach or the first, take the first course that comes into you. It's the 
fastest way to get into overload and overwhelm and get off the right track for you is by just willy-nilly picking things and doing them. I did a little of that when I came online. I got pulled into and sucked into the belief that you had to learn how to do everything and know how to do all this stuff by yourself. And that is, that is one of the biggest time wasters when it comes to any area or aspect of our life. And thirdly, look at more than one solution. Don't just buy the first thing that comes along. Tomorrow we're gonna to talk about simple ways to analyze alternatives and to look at different alternatives so that now you know how to pick them and this is just a more in-depth dive into how do you choose among the alternatives when you're looking at more than one solution. What are the best ways and, and what's a simple, easy way that you can automatically choose among alternatives versus making it um, just an emotional decision. And again, we're gonna all continue to, to make decisions based on emotion, but then go through this process of justifying them with reason. That is our get up and go preliminary little video for today. Join us August 1st to August 31st for the next Get Up and Go free challenge. We will figure out what to do now, what to do next to guarantee that we have continued improvement and success in our lives as we move forward through the pandemic or whatever else is happening in your personal situation in your life. Have an amazing day. It'll be on the Get Up and Go page, 11 a.m. Central. So make sure that if you're seeing this, you're probably on the Get Up and Go page. But I would invite you to also join the Get Up and Go private group because in there we do extra. We interact, we answer questions on an ongoing basis, and we make sure that you really get your specific questions and needs met. Have an amazing day. I will, of course, be with you tomorrow with simple ways to analyze alternatives. Take care. Have an awesome day. If you have questions, ask in the comments below, or I will be with you tomorrow.